Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back on the Northland Sports Page, hour number two getting started. PA is right around the corner. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. Bumping in with little Janet Jackson, who was just at the X earlier this week, back on Tuesday. Little what have you done for me lately? When it comes to PA, for us, the answer is just about anything we've asked for, Absolutely. which is awesome. Absolutely. That's the, that was one of the, the points of the song. I mean, to be able to say, you know, PA does all kinds of stuff for us recently, lately, a while ago. I mean, right. whatever we did to deserve it, awesome. I have no idea. But having it has been great. And of course, the method to our madness today behind our music is a lot of high school seniors had their last day yesterday. And so we conjured up music from our senior years. For Dave Cook, it's 1986. For me, it's 1997. And again, Dave Cook in the musical battle, you win. Well, again, 1986 seems to be an official year of really long intros to songs. So It does. And maybe this intro for PA was a little long, so let's go right to the Vox. He's also a music aficionado. I'm sure he'll have something to say about musical choices. But first of all, good morning, PA. How are you this Saturday? Good morning. The serendipity of the scenario is um, I got a chance to uh, Google uh, the, the um, supposedly the best uh, songs or the chart toppers, 1984, when I graduated. And um, uh, we got um, uh, Everybody Put Loose, Put Loose, Moon God Abandoning You. Uh, we also have, uh, yeah, the, this um, Let's Hear It For The Boy. No, nah, that's not good. I don't like that one. Oh, you know what? Uh, you had um, Phil Collins with a slow song called Against All Odds. And it was in a movie. Uh, um, I mean, it was a touchy-feely movie, man, but might have been the first time, second time I cried in a movie. It was um, The movie might have been called Against All Odds, but Jeff Bridges was uh, the star of it. So, uh, so Like a Virgin by Madonna. And um, Prince said when, when Dubs Cry in 84, and, um, you know, what's interesting about Prince for those who discuss like music immortality, Prince and Michael Jackson, I mean, worldwide, you know, if you were to rank like the all time, most noteworthy people in the history of the world, I think, you know, whether you're into faith or not, I think Jesus would be one. And then around there, you're going to get like Nelson Mandela, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jackson would be high up where Prince might not, but if there was no Prince doing it the way he did it, I don't think Madonna would have necessarily done it the way she did it, risque as they were. So uh, so, so Prince kind of started a genre of music. That is very well stated. So glad to have PA with us again. All I did, if you're wondering how I solved that problem, you know how an IT guy usually tells you, well, I don't know, reboot it. That's what I did on the fly. I just restarted the yeah. whole thing. So whatever works, Hello? that'll work. And it was uh, Prince Night last night at Target Field. I'm just going to keep talking to you because I know your bits here, and I'm not going to take the bait here. Yeah, man, you got my bits. <laughs> I know, right? It's almost like I listen to Common just I enough know, to eye roll right? the whole thing. I know, right? Right, exactly. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the supposed magical date of June 1st. In the NFL, that is a benchmark date. Here we are on the 3rd, and there wasn't a ton of movement. 
are we bracing for calm before the storm, or are you not expecting very much? That's a great question, ma'am. And, um, you know, when you when you texted me, graciously inviting me on, uh, you mentioned that June 1st piece. So I started thinking about Dalvin a little bit. Um, I've been off 9 to noon this week, so I haven't thought a lot of, uh, of sports-related festivities. Uh, I did go to a Vikings OTA and um, and watch some of those kids run around on Tuesday. That was cool. But um, the the Dalvin situation, uh, you you know that I'm I'm layering guy. So you, you start from who is the best running back on the team? It's Dalvin Cook. All right. Now when when you when you pair whatever money he potentially would accept or he is set to make, it my heartfelt belief is that does not fit in with the parameters of how they're looking to recoup cash. All right, but he is the best back. And, you know, when, when it comes to the screen game or throwing to running backs, Madison, Chandler, McBride, Juan Wu, none of them have distinguished themselves as somebody who can catch. Now, C.J. Ham has, and I'm serious when I say that because it's not like you're going to screen to C.J. five times a game but you have a pass-catching outlet from the backfield, so that's big. So now the fact that you have that, um, and, and depending, if Dalvin, like say he adjusts his money and you're around a five, six, seven, whatever, whatever it's not going to go lower than that. Well, does that mean you're now beholden to, to serve him because he's the best overall back? Um, and, and then does that stunt anything else you want to do? So it's a very, very convoluted conversation. Um, I, I don't really know which way I'd bet because we are here at June 3rd. But um, nevertheless, with the, the tight end, Josh Oliver, okay, this is the best run-blocking tight end in the NFL. So now you, you mesh that with the players for whom he blocked, J.K. Dobbins, when, uh, when he was healthy, um, and, and all the other uh, bits that they would roll in there, including Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman and players like that. And they still would move the ball. Granted, uh, Lamar runs, but they'd still move it. So now the last layer I look at is with him and the way you block the run into 2023, do you need a high price tailback? So I guess I'm 58%, you know, for, I don't know. I don't want to lay a percentage on it. Say, PA, last week we had the greatest three-point shooter in Duluth-Denfeld uh, basketball history, one Cortez Ham. Uh, yeah. CJ, CJ was talking, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, a few things. So one of the things we asked him about was Flores's defense, uh, from an OTA point of view, because everything that we read sounded like, you know, Flores's defense was bringing gas right away. Um, what have you heard about or seen, uh, out of the OTAs regarding, uh, Flores's defense? Well, you're, you're not really, you're not going to see a ton at this stage because, um, when, when they do go 11 on 11, um, specifically on media days, um, you're, you're just, you're not going to see what it's going to look like in training camp. The, the, the take and the talker and the tell here, um, if you want to see close to what it's going to look like is getting tickets to one of the joint practices against Tennessee or Arizona and, and, you know, bring a bucket hat and bring a little umbrella and some sunscreen find access to some water and some binoculars because then when you get on it, you're going to be able to see the nuance of, of, of him placing them exactly where they're supposed to be. 
So, so I'm really, really excited for that because I know what you're talking about. You, you had not only defensive, but a lot of offensive players really, really praising what they're seeing. They're not saying or making proclamations or guarantees. It's going to be top 10 dominating. It's so different from anything you see on a weekly basis. That is what is causing some of these players to become enamored. I want to talk to you a little bit about OTAs on the other side of the ball. I want to talk about offense because you brought up media days and there are some media folks that like to fish for drama even when it isn't there. There's nothing to be made of the fact that Justin Jefferson hasn't been there or is there? No, not at all um, because there, there are players and coaches who publicly, uh, mostly or privately, um, I would imagine I've been over there a lot last couple of months, uh, absence, absence makes the heart grow fonder for me. But uh, but nevertheless, is you're hearing people say he's cool. I mean, you know, he, he has the whole plan. Um, I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, the video of, like, what he's supposed to do uh, against certain defenses and stuff like that. He, he, no, no, Justin's a consummate professional. Honestly, I got no idea why he's not there. Uh, there. There is zero perception of any problem with J.J. So, P.A., one of the things that uh, I was talking with a few friends that uh, they said next time you talk to P.A., ask him this. Uh, we don't get a chance to see, you know, real personalities when it comes to players. Uh, you know, it's just the way it is. I'm wondering, over, over your time with the Vikings, who are some of the more unique personalities that maybe, as a fan, you don't get to see? Um, that's a very interesting question because, you know, the, you'll, you'll hear the leadership piece with players that, you know, come from fans or be written about by media members or talked about, you know, and, and, and the version of leadership that they see and that people see is like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, you know, caught on NFL films going up and down the bench, um, you know, getting after offensive linemen or skill position players and just trying to lead that way. Well, I mean, th- those are two of the greatest in the history of the game. Not everybody can do that because if you if you do it the wrong way and you don't have the equity with it, you might get punched. And then a civil war begins, and then, you know, that's obviously not preferred during a game. So when it comes to unique personalities, yet you have the ones like Josh Freeman, okay, who, who his time here didn't count. He had that Monday night game throwing it out of MetLife Stadium uh, against the New York Giants. It was ridiculous. But, you know, Josh, you could talk to Josh about anything, and he would always bring it back to the snake collection that he had. Um, and I think a lot of them were boa constrictors. Um, so he, you know, he was just a very, very different going kind of guy. Um, you know, Greg Joseph has an interesting personality um, because Greg can be very funny and very biting. Um, and, and as Judaism goes, uh, he is staunch in his faith. You know, and he'll make references like that, uh, which is different. And, um, yeah, you know, Ontario Smith, man, put the Wizenator to the side. Um, the, the, pro, the uh, you know, the airport bit with the Wizenator and like 06. Um, Ontario, he, he just, he had a different personality, man. I mean, he, he was up or down. I mean, he, he could be one of the most loving human beings that you've ever met. And then I could, I'd, I'd hear him you know, just get after somebody sometimes, and it would be really mean. So uh, you see all kinds. Uh, Brett Favre was, was unbelievable. I mean, I, I could just go on and on. We are talking to P.A. Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, mainly about Vikings football because, again, he's one of the most revered voices in the NFL, and rightfully so. But another thing, P.A., that I know is near and dear to your heart, and I watched a video on social media last weekend, you look so incredibly at peace 
and filled with joy, quite frankly, when you're doing horse races at Canterbury Park. Talk to me how that's been already, because it's it's alive and well, and you're flourishing in it, and the passion you have for it is pretty obvious. Wow, that's really sweet that you brought that up, ma'am. Um, well, um, I'm in Minnesota because of Canterbury Park opening in 1995. So, I mean, I was a newspaper writer for the Pasadena Star News and USA Today in Southern California from 89 to 93, very close to horse racing, covered high school sports, co- you know, covered people who, who ended up going to the NBA, NFL, MLB, and stuff like that, I mean, it's Southern California sportsmen. Uh, but I always wanted to be on a microphone. Um, so Randy Sampson uh, gave me an opportunity at Canterbury in 95. Uh, so for five years, I went from uh, the Bay Area to Grand Island, Nebraska, to fill in for somebody for a month and a half, up to Shakopee, Minnesota, and back. Um, and, and that's a tough trail, man. Uh, that's, uh, you know, because especially if you're betting on the races or you're having to pay double rent and stuff like that, you know, there's just not a lot of money to be had at that stage of your career, man. And I'm, I'm approaching my mid thirties and, and, uh, Randy and Canterbury believed in me on the microphone really with, uh, just not blind faith, but I just started my career racetrack announcing two years before. And um, so then Doug Westerman with KFAN gave me an opportunity in 1997 to do sports updates at AM 1130 KFAN then. And then the whole thing took off. They got together and brought me back here in 98. But, but Canterbury is most deeply rooted in my heart of all my jobs. And quite honestly, it's not even close. And I'm really glad that through the course of the, the grace, the mercy, and the blessing – you know, that, that God has presented me with three of these jobs for the last 25 to 29 years. Um, it takes my breath away. Canterbury was first. And, you know, the, the fact that I get to work with and see how corporations work, like iHeartRadio or the National Football League and the Minnesota Vikings, and then go to a racetrack where you have hundreds of people living that that nomadic journey that I lived for five years. And it's very, very hard to travel around the country every single year, pick up and leave and then come back. And they've done it for decades. And they really have an appreciation for simplistic things that can be lost in the shiny toy world. And I just I just love that kind. Um, it, it It's very humbling to me with a lot of things I do outside of horse racing. And um, they're, they're salt of the earth, and, um, and I just love them all. So uh, you, uh, you actually got me a little choked up right there, man, thinking about, um, um, you know, all those jobs that, um, that I've been blessed enough to have. But the, uh, the racetrack piece, is um, uh, that's most deeply rooted in the heart. Absolutely. I appreciate the genuine emotion with that. I want to talk a little bit about the current state of horse racing then, if you will, because the third prong of the Triple Crown is coming up next weekend with the Belmont I appreciate that race, but I look at it from, say, a PR standpoint, and I always, quote, feel bad for it because the Kentucky Derby yeah. is the run for the roses. You know, the majestic yeah. nature of that is just there. The Preakness always has the follow-up excitement because somebody, just mathematically, has a shot at the Triple Crown. Yeah. The Belmont has to hope somebody does. Didn't work out this year. Is the Belmont the forgotten race, or what's your take on that one next weekend? Well, no, nobody cares about the Belmont unless you have a chance for a horse to sweep the triple crown. And then it has to be the type of horse like American Pharaoh or, you know, something that catch, ca- captures the imagination of the nation. Um, you know, what we're going to do tonight at Canterbury at five o'clock, believe it or not, is as interesting to Minnesota as the Belmont stakes 
in a week uh, at Belmont Park. So, you know, ho- horse racing, it, it was dubbed the sport of kings because when it started to, to own a racehorse and buy racehorses and for the upkeep and the purse money and everything, only the kings, the richest of the rich, would take part in it. Well, over the course of decades, you know, it things have changed, and and it's you know, there there are eighteen to twenty two minutes between each race. Now, when it when it, when it comes to wagering and making money with your mind, that there honestly is no better sport to no better game to bet because you can bet a little and win a lot, and it's not a slot pull or scratching a ticket or or anything like that. Uh, but it takes mind work, and it takes a lot of work to understand it. Um, and people just don't either want to put that time in or don't have that time. So it's fallen by the wayside to a certain extent nationally. Um, but nevertheless, at, at Canterbury, we do it differently than a lot of racetracks. We recognize we're, we're very comfortable with our lot in life. And uh, we're in an entertainment facility before we're, we are a um, heritage racetrack, and uh, that's how we advance. I've never been to Canterbury and had a bad time. I will certainly let you know when I make it there this summer. I try to get there at oh, least man. once or twice. Last question for you today. It is, quote, the NFL offseason, although we'll all contend that the NFL doesn't have one. Twins are playing well. It's a first-place operation, but there's a ton of season left. Other two major sports are in their championship rounds, if you will, NBA Finals, Stanley Cup Finals. I'm just going to phrase it like this. Nuggets or Heat, Panthers or Vegas? What do you got and why? Mm-hmm. Well, the way, I mean... <laughs> What uh, what the Nuggets did to uh, Jimmy the Bulldog Bulldog the other night should be a felony in 48 states, and it you know it's a it's a low hanger as in low hanging fruit right now to look at that series and say Denver is going to sweep. Uh, if Miami does not win tonight, Miami will get swept uh, because the 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 Jokic factor is just it's too much for the NBA right now. Even Joel Embiid chasing him around. I mean, it's you just got to chase a guy around who can rebound pass and score it's unbelievable and he's awkward with everything he does so now you got elbows flying so he's a unicorn and uh, they'll win that series uh in uh, the um i mean the fact that the florida panthers haven't lost a road playoff game since that very first game 1-0 against boston so that's unbelievable um i picked vegas to win this thing about two months ago it was when the wild went out there and, and laid that uh, proverbial egg and and with Mark Stone coming back and everything, I just really became enamored with Vegas. They know how to play in these moments, too. Uh, but Florida, I mean, Florida was not absolutely in the postseason in the final week of the regular season. It needed some things to happen, then got in, and now now they're unbeatable. Well, that that's what happened to the L.A. Kings when they won as an eight, and Florida will win the Stanley Cup as an eight. That is beautifully stated. P.A., you're the best. Thanks for putting up with my technical circus. Uh, Let's talk again soon. Thanks, B.A. What? Exactly. Exactly. Love you. Hello? Love you. Love you. Thank you. That is P.A. That's our guy. He's gone. (laughs) We were lucky to have him in the first place. We were. Buy or sell. That's not a horse racing question. It's a Justin May question. Stick around. We'll be right back with that. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. 
Back on the Northland Sports page, I used to say back during my senior year of high school that that was my theme song. There are a lot of jokes in there, but it's a good song and maybe the only one where my musical senior year beats yours. That's one you like a lot, too. Yeah, no, that's I think that's one of the great underrated songs of all time because it really just I don't know anybody that like doesn't like it because they even if they say I don't like it, then they start singing it as they walk. But away. if you didn't know the name of it, wouldn't you say, "Oh yeah, it's called I Get Knocked Down" or "I yes. Get Up Again"? That might be one of the problems of it. Tell me why it's called tub thumping. Yeah, and I have you have ever an done answer. that? I only have a walk-in shower. I don't know how I could do that. Well, you turn over one of those tubs and you and you use it like a, a drum. Can like we use it as a verb days. for a blowout in sports? One yeah, team tub thumps the other. Hundred percent. You know, what I think would do that. Justin May would use that as he, a descriptor. He might, yeah. He's our realtor at Messina and Associates. He joins us right now. Justin May, good morning. Happy Saturday, my friend. Good morning. I hate following the legendary PA, but I did do exactly what he did. And I'll give you my top three of my senior year. First and you of guys all, have you, to guess the year. Oh, okay. I was going to say, first of all, you got to tell us the year, but a little trivia. I like it. Go ahead. So, I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men was number three. Okay. I swear by all for one was number two, and the sign by Ace of Base was number one. Okay, so I think that's going to put you just a little bit older than me. I'm going to say 94, and Dave says 93. I Googled 93 first and then went, you dummy, you graduated in 94, so I had both of them (laughs) on the cusp, but... You are correct, 94. Wow, so we did pretty well. I don't know if that's our good at guessing Justin May's age or better at music. I think it's option B. It's the ace of bass that kind of put it That's in what gave it to days. me, too. I remember <laughs> the girls in my senior class really liking that song, but I knew it had come out before we were seniors, so I knew you were just a touch older than me. But it is fun to look back at that. And Justin May, I want to ask you this, because when Dave and I were prepping the music today and using our graduating year as the method to our madness – we both said our high school era was good. Our senior year wasn't. Did you have that same theory? Were you thinking of like, hey, early 90s jams were good, but not necessarily that senior year? Oh, I thought you were talking just in general. Yeah, music wasn't good. Although Garth ruled the airwaves, and I'm a bit of a country fan, so that was good. And you had the the King with George Strait and those guys. So our music wasn't terrible, but my senior year was fabulous. Now, what I am hearing when I go on many, many walks because the weather's been nicer, I do two to four miles per day. I've been walking by a lot of houses, obviously, in the lakeside neighborhood that I live in, and there's music blaring outside a lot of homes. How much in the housing world does maybe, you know, the deck come into play, an outdoor patio area come into play? Duluth doesn't have a long enough summer, but when we have it, how much does that factor into trying to, you know, sell a home, pun fully intended? Well, funny you should mention that, Brian, because that is a really small mechanical, but it's a very important piece of building new homes and all the information technology that goes into them. And I'd say 10 years ago, the wiring, and now with the Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and communication devices, it's way easier. So you're seeing the more wise homes that have been around a little bit longer that look tech savvy that actually aren't because of the minor mechanicals that are taking care of that for us. Now, Dave Cook, the reason I bring that up is because I love that type of atmosphere. I love going by a house and maybe smelling somebody out grilling, the music's going. You know somebody's having a good time. I smile every time I go by that kind of place. Except what I do recently 
is I walk with the Twins broadcast going on out of my pocket. Not earbuds, because I don't trust myself with that, but I literally have it playing out of my pocket. And it was like, bases loaded, two out, here's the payoff pitch, and boom, music got all right. over it. And I went, oh, well, knocked down. I guess I'll have to figure <laughs> out what happened in a few blocks. But what are you when it comes to the summer atmosphere? Are you a fan or no? Uh, as far as like having a deck and stuff? Outdoor I, activity, yeah. Yeah, Dana and I have a solo stove that we have We have a big one, and then we have a little one. Dana fired up last night, and Avery and Andrew came down. We had hamburgers and french fries, and yeah, it's, as long as the mosquitoes aren't out, I'm good. Now, Justin May, end of the school year is approaching. If you're a senior, again, that's the method of the music today. You're done. Congratulations to everybody. But, you know, other grades, some schools are out. Some schools get out this week. Trust me, my wife is a second grade teacher, is certainly counting down. Does that free up the market for you a little bit? Because if families are looking to make a big move, that school year is finished. Now we can explore the idea. It's the first time you've ever led this conversation without saying anything about the weather because we finally had six or seven days of fantastic I know, you weather, should be proud of me. Absolutely. It's, um, I don't want to say it's on fire, but it is busy, busy, busy. There are a ton of homes that came on this week. There's a lot of showings going on. Um, just this morning, I've had three different real estate calls on people, you know, thinking, well, we, the wife and I were sitting by the solo stove last night. And we thought, why do we have a cabin here and a, and we go on vacation there? And why don't we just make it all one spot? So, or the move, you know, it's that time of year where the hospitals are done their recruiting and now everybody's coming in and some people are leaving and you have transition. And yeah, it is finally, finally getting good. Justin, you almost answered the question I was going to ask you. I was listening to, I was listening to a different show here uh, earlier in the week. And somebody was coming into the state and they said, the one thing you need to avoid is Duluth, which I thought was crazy. I told Brian, he said it was crazy. If you had somebody ask you, all right, so I'm coming into Minnesota. I'm thinking about Duluth. What sort of things would you say are the reasons that you should actually come and, uh, and visit Duluth if you're from out of state and never been in Minnesota before? Well, you're right in my wheelhouse, David. You both know how much I am passionate about golf. And there is no better place in the world to play golf. I don't care what course you're on in July and August than Duluth, Minnesota, because the temperature doesn't scorch you out. The courses are magnificent, gorgeous. Everything's in bloom. It's just a great place to golf. The second thing I would tell everybody who's coming in here, you have to find a winter hobby. You have to find something that gets you outside in the winter, and you have to buy the gear to be safe to do that. I've called in from the show from Spirit. I've called in to the show from Lutzen. You all know that I am super passionate about snowmobiling. I think that's key to living here. And I think our first couple of years here, we really were bad at that. We tried to hunker down and stay warm and, oh, don't go out. You'll get frostbite, this, that, and the other. Now I feel the exact opposite. And I'm super passionate about our outdoor sports and how lucky we are to have them. I appreciate that a lot, except Dave Cook, you and I would probably contend, well, he's right, but you don't always have to subscribe to it because our hobby, albeit a well-paying one, is sitting in a rink or a gym with a microphone in our face. True, but Justin's point is still the same. Our hobby happens to be in an arena. Right. I'm teasing, yet I'm not. I have to personalize it at least a little. Time to play buy or sell because there's no better guy to do that with than Justin May, our realtor at Messina & Associates. Give them a call at 218-310-9559 or log on to mzr.com. You can find all his listings whenever you need them. But this is the fun part. We play buy or sell, and it goes like this. 
I'm going to give a statement reflecting on each of the four major sports leagues. If you agree, you say buy and you tell me why. If you disagree, you say sell and you tell me why. Justin May will give great opinions, but he also controls the game. You've got the order. How would you like to play today, sir? I'm going to put you on the hot seat because I heard you in the background when we were leading into my segment that you might have lost the MLB question. So did we find it? Well, here's the thing. I write nothing down. Dave Cook can absolutely attest to that. And I remembered because we almost talked about it in the first hour, and I steered Dave away from it because I thought, if we analyze this now, it's not going to do us any good during buy or sell. You manipulated me? I've been doing that for how many years have we known each other? Right. Judge me accordingly. (laughs) But yes, I'm fully ready to start with Major League Baseball, but some 20 seconds before this segment started, I may not have been. Here we go. Buy or sell. Now, conceptually, Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa, even Joey Gallo should be the Minnesota Twins' best player. But buy or sell that Willie Castro is the most important. No wonder he forgot this one. Yeah, I'm going to buy it because I can't pinpoint anybody else that would be the most important most important player right now. I mean, I keep going back to Farmer just because I love what he's done and what he went through, and every time he seems to be in the lineup, we have a spark, but there, we really don't have a spark plug yet, do we? I, I, I'm i going to sell because I do think it's Kirilov. However, um, I, I, Justin used the right word. It's spark plug. Yep. I mean, he's the guy that, you know, when money seems to be on a table, Castro is asked to come through, and he seems to. I think Kirilov's the best player on the team. I agree with all of that. I didn't ask who the best player was. I yep. asked about most important. The only other guy I considered besides Castro right now would be Johan Duran because we watched what he was able to do last night. Problem there is the Twins are behind. Johan Duran is not going to see the right, game. you got to get to him. Right now, and it's definitely— I'm getting tired of not seeing him, I'll tell you that. Well, last night was, was Christmas for you, then in June, without a doubt, the way he finished that one. But with Willie Castro, this is definitely something Dave Cook likes to say. It's recency bias because, you know, a month ago we were saying this guy should be optioned out and, you know, let's get somebody else here from St. Paul. But a website that I love to go to, and this is the baseball nerd in me, is baseballreference.com. And you can find any stat you want, but it also includes position played. And it does it the way that you score a game. It does it by number. If you caught two, first base three, second four, et cetera. You look at what Willie Castro's done in terms of innings played this year. There is everything there except catcher. So with the way that players get hurt on this team and you have to have interchangeable parts, he's the most interchangeable. So right now, June 3rd, 11.45 in the morning, I'll buy. A week or two might be the worst purchase I've ever made. (laughs) Go ahead, Justin May. Let's go to the NBA. All right, NBA. The Heat versus the Nuggets. Game two is tomorrow. PA was talking about tonight. I believe game two is tomorrow. But it segues nicely into my buy or sell. Buy or sell that the NBA finals are dragged out too long. Sell. It's all about money. Drag it, drag it, drag it. And and usually I'm not behind the league, but on these things, and especially in the NHL, and the NFL, and I guess all of them, because I love October baseball. So if you're a huge basketball fan, which you know that I am, why would you not love basketball in June? Now, this is interesting because Justin May's point there almost changed my mind. You go is, first. Is he? I think Justin's tongue-in-cheek here. 
I think. He's, Are you sure? I well, the last bit for sure. Yes. I think that um, that was sarcasm I, that I may have I'm, dripped your direction. Go ahead. I am. Are you manipulating me again? I think that the uh, I hand think, check. I think that the um, yeah. I'm gonna sell sell this. It's it's dragged out way too long. So you're um, buying it. Buying it. It's okay. dragged out way too long. The um, you know he's Justin's right about the money part, but that doesn't change the fact that this is silly. I agree with you. I'm going to buy that it's dragged out too long. But again, Justin almost changed my mind with the money thought, because here's the thing. We're almost universally in agreement on this show, although, Justin, you haven't weighed in yet. PA did and we did earlier. Denver may not lose a game here. So if it's only a four game series and, you know, you play every other day, you're only in the NBA finals for roughly a week. But I'm going to buy that it's dragged out too long because they're putting an extra day between just about every game. And to me, that's useless when you're not traveling. And then the other thing, though, too, is why should we be surprised? This is the league that introduced us all to load management. So, of course, they're putting extra time in there. This is silly. They used to do it during the early rounds because there were lots of series. They're still doing it, and there's nobody else playing. It's kind of dumb. Go ahead, Justin May. I think it's, it's all vindicated on TV time and how much marketing dollar they can get. And they don't really care what we think. I, I agree with every single point that's been made, and I might be a little facetious in my favorite sport, but <clears throat> you can't drag it out long enough when you're making the marketing dollars. You and I are interesting because you love basketball the way that I love golf. And, yes, there's sarcasm in there. What's next? We're two down, two to go. Uh, let's go to the NFL. This is going to be a fun one, and I'm, I'm curious if this is going to take too much time. It might be a really short final segment today. So – in Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts led that team to a Super Bowl and almost led him to a Super Bowl win and got a massive contract. And I believe the overwhelming consensus is he's the best quarterback in the NFC, not the NFL, in the NFC. Buy or sell that if you agree with that, Kirk Cousins is probably second. And Vikings fans, some of them probably just turned their radio off. Oh, man, Brian, you were in deep thought this week. What right? have you been doing? See, that's I don't just it. Know. My announcing is know. done. I have nothing to do. Go ahead. <laughs> I I sell that. I like Kurt. I like what he's done for the organization. I think he is the quarterback that the Vikings need. I don't think he's a talented quarterback. I think he's the quarterback the Vikings need. So I couldn't give him second, third, or fourth in any division because I just don't think he's talented enough. But is he the right guy and is he a leader? Absolutely. See, and that begs a fun question too, Dave Cook, because it's your turn. You can't Google that answer. I see you on your phone. But the interesting part is, you know, potential-wise, he's longer in the tooth. So you're not going to sit there and say, let's build around him. That time has probably passed. But the way he's been playing, is he second right now in the NFC? Not the division, not the league, because I think the AFC owns eight of the top ten quarterbacks at least, especially with Brady out and Rodgers shipping himself over to the AFC, but go ahead. I, I kind of chuckle at, you know, Hurts. Granted, he had a great year last year, but he wasn't, you know, all that in a bag of chips the year before, Agreed. and now his offense coordinator left. So we'll see. Um, I, I, we forget about Derek Carr came into the NFC, and what is Derek Carr? But he came but, to the NFC because he got laughed at in the on, AFC. Hold on. What is he but Kirk Cousins? Like that, he's kind of the same guy, just a couple years younger. Um, and so, and also, where, where are you on Dak Prescott? Those those are the two people that I would say, you know, hold tight. Um, but as we sit today, unless you're a huge fan of Stafford, which I am, 
um, or you believe in the ghost of uh, the guy in Seattle. Or if you think Kyler can figure it out post-injury. I, I, I think Kyler's done. I, I just really think Arizona's going to draft number one, and he's going to float around forever. So I'm going to I'm gonna say I think you're probably right, although Matt Stafford, if he's healthy, probably is the second. Might be the first. See, now, you took a lot of my other names to mention, so I'm going to be really short on this. I'm going to buy for right now, but Jared Goff could be close. He's probably got a better team. I don't think that makes him a better quarterback. Kirk has the best weapon in Jefferson. Goff will look better because his defense can win him games. We have yet to see if Minnesota's can. Matt Stafford, is he dead or not? That's a great question. Dak, who is he? Brock Purdy, who is he? The NFC isn't exactly littered with great quarterbacks anymore. Where's Bryce Young going to be this year at, at this time, or next year at this time? That'd be a great question to ask. It is. It is. Can, can rookies be that productive that fast? Mr. Irrelevant last year was. All right, so we've got one left. I can do that math easily. It is the NHL. It's it's similar to the timeline question I made with the NBA. The Stanley Cup Finals finally start tonight. Buy or sell that the NHL waited too darn long to start this thing. I'll buy it this year, but only because we've seen the tornado that everybody's, you know, Florida just damage everybody. So I think it's on a production schedule, again, driven by marketing dollars. And this year it feels like so long that we may have lost interest. But in most years, if you had three game sevens going to get here, it wouldn't seem like it was this long of a wait. I think that if it was two number one seeds or seeds that were really high up that were just good hockey teams, I think it would be fine. I think Florida had so much momentum um, from being the eighth seed to having a grind through to, to Chuck's awesome, you know, run. I think that this extended time off takes a lot of fuel out of that engine. I think it does too. I think you both make great points. You know, Justin said, if you'd have had great grinder series to get here that went six or seven you wouldn't be thinking about it. We didn't really have that. Dallas made a small comeback to make Vegas at least care a little bit. Florida ran roughshod over everybody. I guess that's the reason I buy, because to me, the team that did sweep its way here should kind of have dealer's choice, if you will. You know, Denver got to wait as well. Boston and Miami in the NBA went seven. But Florida got there quickly. Vegas didn't get there as quickly. There should be some advantageous angle to that. Vegas should have had to play, you know, they clinched the series Monday. This thing should have started Wednesday or Thursday. I think back to when the Twins won game 163, the last game in the Dome, over the Tigers. We didn't get to wait a week to face the Yankees. I think they might have faced the Yankees the next day and looked terrible because there was 100% hangover, maybe literally, from champagne flowing in a clubhouse. But it took you too long to get there, so you paid the price. How come Vegas didn't? So... That's where I stand Definitely on that. Definitely a disadvantage for Florida. I agree 100%. The train could have came off the rails the last week with as long as they've been sitting. I absolutely agree with you. But if people have been sitting on buying or selling a house, doing it with you is the best way to do it one more time. I'm your PR guy. I already did it. But it sounds better coming from you. Give that number. Give that website so your real estate market stays very busy. If you need a private dancer, you're looking for the yes. wrong spot. But my phone number is 218-310-9559. I'd love to give you a private showing or log on to MZR.com anytime. I love you and your musical knowledge today, too, and your flashback for the late, great Tina Turner. You are the best. Justin May, let's talk again next Saturday. Have a good one, my friend. I'm always waiting on you guys. Just tell me where to plug me in. We appreciate it. That's our utility guy. Our Willie Castro is Justin May. Final segment is next. Stick around. We'll be right back.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back on the Northland Sports Page, one final segment. Brian Prudhomme and Dave Cook keeping our hands to ourselves. I'm not manipulating you in any way, Dave Cook. Ah. Very short segment to close the show. We had a guest today that wasn't able to make it. Due to some family issues, we want to wish all the best to him and his family health-wise. Hope everything works out fine. So we called some audibles in a very short segment today. Again, the musical themes was our graduating year, 86 for Dave, 97 for me. Shout out to all the seniors whose academic careers wrapped up, but some athletic have not. The team's from Proctor, the team's from Superior, softball state bound. Well, we talked a little bit about last week about the Superior softball team, undefeated. Still perfect. Uh, and let's see, let's see them run the whole table. That would be a blast. And, you know, Proctor's softball has been good for a long time, and let's see them grind it out as well. And it's not just softball for Proctor. That baseball team's still going. Duluth East in action today. Plenty of area baseball. Marshall actually bowed out at the expense of Proctor. So, again, the Rails maybe haven't gotten the attention they deserve, and now they certainly will. So spring sports, they get back burned a little bit because, quite frankly, the season of spring does. Sometimes it's non-existent. The talent is. Absolutely. The talent's great. Uh, Scholastica, I also want to mention Lily Benneke. She was an All-American, finished third in the country in the hammer throw. Um, You know, that's a big deal when we get somebody uh, with local ties who is a college All-American as well. No question about it. And the Duluth Huskies, their season continues. The home portion of their season started last night. Attendance has been a problem for this team for many, many years. We talked about it last year. They were the bottom of the league, averaging 726 per game. Last night at the home opener, they were 33 under that. Come on, Duluth. Summer's here. Baseball. That's summer. Get there. Best place for kids to be in the in the city in the in the summer because the Huskies do a lot of things that we kind of, you know, think about. But the one thing they do great is families and kids, and so bring them there. Best place for everybody to be, as Dave said. My favorite place to be on Saturday mornings is right here. That'll do it for another Northland Sports page. Thank you, Dave Hoops. Thank you, Justin May. Thank you, PA. Thanks to my guy, Dave Cook. Well, thanks, Brian, for having me. It's good to be back in the saddle. It's funny how it's always fun. We'll see you next Saturday. Have a good weekend.